Welcome back, bitches. This is Girl Why Podcast. I'm Terry. And I'm Vanessa. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, I'm so happy it's Thursday, guys. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic. But before we get started, I want to remind everybody. <laughs> Please do. Let us know. There is... There is holiday merch on GirlYPodcast.com. Do not forget to use the promo code GirlY for free shipping. We're doing this through the entire holiday season. So get your fucking merch on. Do it, y'all. Yes, guys. I am wearing my merch as usual. Um, Make sure you get your merch on because after the holiday season, we are changing the game. So get it now while you can. How are you, though? It's Thursday. It's almost the weekend. What's new in your world, beautiful? What is new in my world? Well, I don't think that a couple of days go by without me having to pull a paper towel out of Luna's asshole. So okay. that's that's a thing. It's funny you say that. I thought of you because my dog has apparently discovered toilet paper. And now she has started where she like literally wants to take down the entire roll and drag it as far as she possibly can. So I have wasted probably a whole roll of toilet paper at this point because, you know, she moves quickly. And I have resorted to just simply taking the toilet paper roll off the thing and just putting it, like, on top of the toilet, like, on the backside because this bitch is just rolling toilet paper. And I don't want to be you. I don't want to pull toilet paper out of her butt. I literally well, thought- toilet paper dissolves a little bit better. I don't know okay. about your dog. Well, yeah, we're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> so I have been – I have – now move things around but speaking of what what do you have to tell me speaking of toilet paper i've heard that there's shortages again mm-hmm. and you called this from like months ago i told y'all a few weeks months ago now when i went to costco i knew that this was coming when they didn't have the kirkland brand and i had to buy the expensive bounty brand only or bounce or whatever yeah. the hell it's called okay i knew there was a problem and i actually ended up having to buy you know like i usually buy kirkland is preferred for my uh paper towels but last time i had a resort to bounty whatever but you know those are like the mega size rolls or whatever and the selecta size but when you have to buy like the cheap what's available aka the viva brand these rolls are like literally like two it's like two little towels on there if you ask me okay and we're like a paper towel house which i know is really bad for the go green people but like guilty okay so these rolls are not lasting it's a real situation but this Rona ain't going nowhere, y'all. Are you getting the vaccine, by the way? I mean, to ask you, I did a poll. I didn't get as much feedback as I would have liked. Are you getting the vaccine? No. Ever or just like not in the beginning? No, never. I hear you. I am definitely not getting it anytime soon. I'm not a vaccine person. Like I never get the flu shot or anything like that. And I'm just not going to be like no one's guinea pig. Like I'm not going to grow spots for y'all to laugh at me. Right. I... So this is why, and I don't want to sound ignorant with my response, but I'll wear a mask t- to the day I die. I will fucking wear an oxy- oxygen tank. But the reason I am, I have hard feelings towards it is my dad got sick from the flu shot a long time ago, like violently mm-hmm. fucking ill. And they're like, oh, it was a bad strain. Okay. So I'm already cautious. Mm-hmm. So every time at my pharmacy, when they ask me, hey, are you ready to get your flu shot? For your $5 off coupon. First of all, <laughs> why do I get a coupon and $5 off for getting a flu shot and something injected into my body? Mm-hmm. Why do y'all want me to have it so bad? Correct. And then I asked my pharmacist, I said, when did you get yours? And she said, I don't. Oh, boom. I said, why? 
She said, it's a personal decision. I said, okay, so I won't be getting mine today either. I'm sorry. I just don't like it. I don't trust it. I am more for natural turmeric me up, ginger me up. Y'all go have fun with that. Exactly. I mean, I haven't really had to deal with that so much. Like when they ask me, I just say no and keep it moving. Um, and you know, I don't play I that wanted shit. to know. But I will say this, like, like I said earlier, I'm not a vaccine kind of person to begin with. Like I've never gotten a flu shot and I don't get the flu. Like knock on wood, I think I'm a pretty healthy girl. And so with this coronavirus, like I have people in my family and friends that are in the medical field and vaccines normally take anywhere from 10 to 15 years to go to the the public. So the fact that this has been developed in under 12 months, I'm sorry, I am not going to be the first one to take it because unfortunately they don't know the side effects because it's too soon. And and what I mean by that is, yes, there may have not been any immediate side effects, but we don't know what the long-term side effects are going to be. And I don't want to be the first one to find out because if in five years, three years, 10 years, y'all start growing spots all over your bed, your, your body, or two heads start to pop out. I'm just going to say, I told y'all. So that's my reason. It's interesting to me that people trust the government at all, Mm -hmm. ever, especially like with our history, like our government went over to Africa and injected people with syphilis and never cured them until they went fucking insane. I'm sorry. I will not be. Nobody's getting fake. I'll sit in my house for the rest of time. I know. Like, I like I being inside. This is the best yeah, thing ever. Bye. So fine by me. <laughs> I never like going to movies, not to get political, but yeah, y'all test that out. Let me know how it goes. Seriously. Next PSA. So I don't know if you saw my Facebook posts like Monday. I don't even remember Monday or Tuesday. But guys, I made a really big step in my life and I canceled cable. Whoa. Yeah. Like, first of all, I am not going to lie. I was a little bit nervous about this because I've had cable my whole life. Like, let's be honest. I'm from that generation. We've always had cable. So I was a little bit hesitant, but cable is just getting out of control. And I don't like to think of myself as like a cheap ass bitch. But I'm sorry. I don't think it's right that my cable bill is 250 fucking dollars for like, I don't even, I don't even think we had HBO. Like, I don't even know if we did or didn't. Cause like, I watch like literally three channels, like literally, uh, whatever Wendy Williams is on in the morning and like TMZ. And then I watch Bravo and E like literally that's it. I don't watch a whole lot of TV to begin with. So I got the bill on like Monday and I saw that it was $252, Terry. And I was like, you know what? There has got to be a better way. Like it is 2020. Like this is ridiculous. So I started doing some research and I found from our family and our needs, we switched to YouTube TV, which is 60 bucks a month, girl. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, I don't even realize that I don't have cable. I have everything that I need and then some like, so not like the biggest PSA guys, but if your bill is out of control, y'all need to research some other options, whether it's Hulu Live, YouTube TV, uh, Sling. There's a lot of options out there. We went with YouTube because my husband had to have Red Zone or the world was going to end, um, which I want to talk to you about the NFL in a minute, but let me just finish <laughs> this really quickly. So we went with YouTube because you can get Red Zone with it. That's why I went with it because I could have gotten Hulu and Sling and I'm sure there's a, probably a bunch of other ones. So guys, stop freaking giving your money to Comcast and Uverse and what is that, Dish and all those people. Do your research. And hey, if you have a good deal, get it boo-boo. I surely did not. So I made a switch. And as of right now, I have no complaints. I'm actually so happy because I love 
the fact that my bill is 60 fucking dollars a month. Like, hello. Right. Next question. Well, no. Wait. So let oh, me yes, tell you. Say. Okay. Tell me, girl. Yes. yes. So I tried Don't to do let this me forget about this NFL shit though that I got to talk to you about. Well, this is what it's related to. So I tried to do this before football season and I said, I have two requests. All I need in a provider is internet, high speed. I need Bravo and I need NFL red zone. And they said they could not help me. So my mm. bill is still $180. Ridiculous. And it's that's ridiculous. fucking insane. So you should look I'm, into the YouTube TV, girl, because I'm getting, I got 85 channels, which included the channels that I needed, like I said, which was Bravo, E, and Wendy Williams is on channel, whatever, okay? Yeah. And like, you know, all the other normal shits there, Lifetime, whatever. But again, I literally watch like those three channels and that's it. Um, so they have those. And I know you and I pretty much watch the same shit. And then um, I was able to add for 10 bucks the NFL thing. So I have all the NFL games and the red zone. Done deal. So what's going on in the NFL is what you want to know. Okay, ask. I have a question. No, it's, it's not. I don't know what's going on in the NFL. I don't care to know. That's your business. What I want to know is, can you please explain to me? So for the last, I've been with my husband for over 10 years now. And I was used to giving up during the, what is it, 16, 17 weeks of football I was used to giving up my Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays for the games, which is fine. I'm a supportive NFL wife. Go teams, go. <laughs> I give them the big screen in the living room when I go watch the bedroom. You know, whatever. I do what I got to do as a wife, okay? But so Monday there was, I believe, normal Monday night football. And then like Tuesday, he's like, oh, football's on again. And the next thing, it's like every other fucking day now there's football. Like, what the fuck? Us wives out here that are that are not you want to know <laughs> what is going on. Can you explain? Okay, this? so my best interpretation of it is no one fucking knows, and this is why. For example, the games are getting rescheduled because players are testing positive for COVID. Well, reschedule right? them on the football days. Stop coming into my days. Well, they can't because of people who are in leagues like I am that play fantasy football, picks against the spread, Vegas. Like it's, it's. We don't thing. care about y'all fake games. So, <laughs> no, they're not fake games. It's they people, fake. It's Vegas Insider, baby. It's a lot of money going on in there. You know, I, but, I know people that do this. Y'all ain't winning shit besides the money that y'all bet, but y'all ain't doing shit. But anyways, go on. Oh, no, girl. I'm up, up, up. Just uh -huh. in. But. Right. It's funny because the Denver Broncos, their quarterback, Joe Flacco, was exposed to COVID, and they did not reschedule the game or postpone it at all, and all of their backup quarterbacks were out. I don't know if they found a guy on the side of the street to play quarterback, but literally, like, the, he had never played in a game in his life. I'm it's, dead. It's, Right, but the Baltimore Ravens didn't have Lamar Jackson, so they postponed, 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 postponed. So it doesn't make any sense. Like, y'all let the Denver Broncos tank with somebody who's never played a game in his fucking life. And then if you're, like, a more known team, they'll make exceptions for you. So it doesn't make sense to me, the reschedulings of the games. I don't fucking get it just because of what they did to Denver. Well, all I got to say is I'm sick of them coming through on my days, okay? I was, <laughs> good in, I was a good wife giving you, like I said, Thursdays, Sundays, and Monday. This Tuesday is when, this is getting in my life now, okay? So thank God it's December, which tells me that the Super Bowl is coming, which means we are close to this being over and back to regular TV programming. So those are the things that I wanted to share. Um, 
everything new, good with you? What's up with you in your personal life? Anything exciting that you want to tell the people before we get into our very exciting topic this week? <laughs> we got a lot to discuss, so make it quick. Oh, make it quick, yes. So the only thing that I wanted to draw attention to is for the people out there that can't be social media official. Like if you can't be Facebook official or Instagram official. And Are we talking like relationship? Yes. Okay. So there could be a million reasons why. Mostly, I think it would have to do with financial reasons. Work, right? Or, I don't know, just... It being nobody's fucking business. Well, maybe you're I'm a side sh- piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just or, saying, you're trying to blame it on money. I'm thinking you might be the side piece. Or, like, let's say if you're watching I'm in Love with a Mama's Boy. Yes, guys. Okay, I'm behind, like, one episode on that. Y'all, if y'all want to watch some, like... Riveting. Just- Yes, just like fucking infuriating shit. <laughs> y'all need to okay, like and I'm not again, this is not a promotion by any means, but this shit is just like jaw dropping. Watch I'm in love with a mama's boy on TLC. Like, and this is again free, 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 just us telling you, like, this shit's crazy. Like this Pakistanian woman wanted her son to be with another Pakistanian. Oh, she's woman. the devil. So, oh, she is Satan. She's the she anti. This woman is the devil of all mamas. Okay. I, I can't imagine. Like I've had a similar experience in the past, but like nothing in comparison. And people are like commenting. Like I looked at Twitter and Instagram last night when I got caught up. And people are saying like, "Oh yeah, this is just bad acting. This isn't real. This can't be real life." No. I'm telling y'all, this is real life. There are moms that are this sick, like mm. this obsessed with their sons. Mm. It, it is real. I recommend it. I don't know. <laughs> but wait, we sidetracked. So to the single people, what do you want to tell these people? Okay. So like, it's more of a message to the men out there that send like 20 messages that go unresponded to. Like, for example, I took Bay home for Thanksgiving weekend. Right. And I had a message from a guy that I went on a date with a few times. He was more like in the same friend circle. And he said, hey, are you coming for Thanksgiving? And again, hey, Thanksgiving? Oh, God. Hey, you going to your dad's Thanksgiving? And finally, I said, why? Are you trying to double date? I'm dead. <laughs> and he said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you were coming with someone. And the, kicker, business. and the kicker is, this guy is a fucking girlfriend. Oh, my God. Right. That he is Facebook official with. Give me. I know. So, shout out to everybody that's like me. You have one reason or another. People are going to be creeps, I guess, regardless. But what the fuck? Like, the messages I get, take a hint. Take a fucking hint. I was literally going to say, take a hint, buddy. Like, take do you hint. do you have to have dick and balls on my forehead to like understand that I am not available and ready to mingle? Or maybe I would have messaged you back one of the other 20 times. Ugh, barf, barf. Yeah. That, that is, again, like, we reason 5,025.789, why I'm happy to be married and not in the dating scene. Because, again, like, I hear these stories sometimes with, like, I have a lot of single girlfriends or girlfriends that are not, like, married. And, like, this dating scene and this bullshit, like, ugh, barf can't deal with. So, sorry, And another girl. thing is also the friend request I get. I don't understand. I just it. ignore them. 
I ignore them too. I think I have like over 300 sitting there. Holy shit. I don't have that many. And they're men and most of them are men that have newborn babies. Oh my God. And men that are recently married or obviously men that are in a relationship. And it's like, I have like one mutual friend with you and it's my grandma's nephew's fucking like, I don't know you. You know what so, like, though? That actually is a really good topic that we should discuss. One of these, not today, because we already have our outline done. But like, why is it that, and I'm not going to say men, because I've, I'm sure it goes both ways. And I'll do my research when we do, when we ever, whenever we do have this conversation. But why is it that like, that's what people do, where you have a full-blown fucking life and family, yet you're still trying to holler at the next bitch? Like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah, and the last one that I got, which is the only reason I really brought it up, other than the Thanksgiving thing, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were spoken for. It was this guy kissing his newborn baby on the forehead, and I had one mutual friend, which is somebody that I worked with when I was 16. Like, what do you want to be my friend for? I don't fucking know you. Why are you trolling bitches on the internet? What I'm trying to say is, men, keep your fucking dicks in your pants. Like, nobody wants to talk to y'all. Talk to your baby mama. That's who you should talk to. Unfortunately, that is never going to happen because boys will be boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so what are we talking about this week, Vanessa? All right. So obviously, Terry and I have officially figured out that we're the ones that actually have the problem. Um, we obviously are obsessed with sex. So in continuation with our favorite topic, sex, we thought that it would be a fun time to talk about fantasies. Like, we've talked about everything else, so why not dive into people's fantasies? And for those of you that are not freaks, which is probably like 1% of our listeners based on our analytics, um, <laughs> we promise that this will be the last sex episode for the, for the year. I, you know, don't forget the year's almost over. But anyways, <laughs> um, and we're going to be talking about other shit uh, with the holiday coming up. But this week, we are talking full-blown people's wild fantasies. So do you want to get us started, Terry? I do. But for starters, I want to say I had to move number one to the bottom because it was so fucking nasty. I was like, well, if my grandma or my dad decide to listen or anyone, like, they warning. would know that it, yeah, for warning, like, I moved it to the end because they would, like, give up and turn off their phones and, like, go to bed, like, dad. because it was just, like, fucking freak nasty. But you know what, though? I think that we are inspiring people because by telling these stories and these fantasies and just these different ways of being a sexual being, it's giving people the ability to then go home and try some of these things themselves. So I think I look at ours, our podcast now as a way of teaching. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's well what said. we're doing. Well, this first one, it reminds me of Homeland. I told you I've been watching that on Showtime. Yes, Again, I not, not an ad it. because I think that came out like fucking 2007. Anyway. Yeah, I, I know you told me. I might check it out, but I'm busy with uh, Dallas right now. So go I'm on. Busy. Number one, my wildest sex fantasy would be pretending to be enemy spies trying to get information out of one another. My partner and I watch a lot of rom-com movies and I'm obsessed with the idea of being an assassin from the show Killing Eve. In my fantasy, he's tied up, and I have to tease him and edge him as torture. And he's not allowed to orgasm until he tells me what I want to know. Mm. On the 
On the flip side, when I'm tied up, he's constantly pleasuring me and altering between teasing and fulfilling me. Of course, at one point, we're both free and it's a wrestle for dominance position-wise. It's almost punishment for how the captor treated the captive from Angel. I like it. And she's 19? She's a freak nasty. She's freak nasty. What you gonna do when you're 29, Angel? Goddamn. She gonna ask the doctor to give her reconstructive surgery? (laughs) Oh, no, no. I mean... I'm down. Yeah, I I could get with it. I could totally get with that one. I mean, I'm not into the rom-com personally, but I could get with it. I don't understand why the rom-com had anything to do with it. Like, this sounded like straight-up spy movies, like Liam Neeson and Taken. Like, I I don't get the rom-com thing. Dead. All right, this next one I feel like is a little bit basic. So my go-to okay. fantasy would be a teacher-student role-play scenario. I like alternating between the two roles and think it's hot because there's so much room to be creative. You can get cute costumes and act out different scenarios. It's also fun to incorporate BDSM aspects and just have fun with it. When it brings out my playful side and stretches my creativity. I'm a 29. I can tell that I'm a 29 because that's like basic. Do you know what I think of when I when I read or hear shit like this? No, but you're gonna tell me. Chloe Kardashian. When she tried to make that video with the M&Ms, like, pouring I know exactly the next scene, because Malika's making fun of her, and it's so <laughs> awkward. Like, I literally know, ex- I could literally picture the scene perfectly. Yes, that's exactly what that reminds me of. I agree. And she was trying to be sexy, and she couldn't stop laughing. And, yes. like, it's not that she looked bad at all. It's just, like, her personality, like, it didn't it go just, with the moment. It didn't work. That is actually, like, Poor Chloe, like she she didn't know how to be sexy then. Like now she could dominate that moment. Yeah. Well, now that she has a new face, I'm but dead. that's another story. That's a whole other podcast. Okay. Number three, my wildest fantasy involves dominating a man and a woman at the same time in a cuckolding scenario. Ooh, I love. Some. Yep, and we've talked about cuckolding before, guys. Heard yes, it here first, bitches. Yes, you have. I love thinking about humiliating a man by making his wife orgasm over and over. My straight women friends seem like they can never find a partner who does them right, especially in her age range. I always feel kind of bad because lesbian sex has always been so explosively satisfying for me and I got such an ego boost from eating a girl out until she's shaking. I love it so much I could do it all day. When a friend tells me that some guy just got his and didn't return the favor or that she faked it, I get competitive because I love women. I want to show them how good sex can be. I do think about tying the boys up and seducing their girlfriends, throwing some edging, like a handjob blowjob where he doesn't get to orgasm and then go back to her and finger her and eat her out. Maybe she's talking about how she never had it this good before. All the better if he's also sickly enjoying this. I Ashley, love her. 25. I love her. She, she's out for blood. She's a gangster in the bedroom. I love her. Now, what do you think about that? Do you think that a woman, you know how that they've always said, like, women can please each other better because they know what they like and blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you think about that? Um, <laughs> being very candid. Because this is my one and only job now. 
Yes, girl. We got, if you can't keep it real on Girl Wide Podcast, where the fuck else can you keep it real? Yep, I'm keeping it real. So I, my, one of my best friends, and you're going to know because I don't I have a lot of them. about your life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, like, had told me one time because we were talking about sex, and she's like, well, fuck it. Like, just let me do it. And, like, I don't know if she got off on that, but it was it was more of, like, She's like, I know how to please women and I do it all the time. And I'm so fucking confident that like I can make you come like regardless. And I was like, no, this will complicate our friendship. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I'm so dead. But she Next. was like, she was like, let me do this. I was like, um, yeah, no, we're gonna pass on this so that we can remain friends and it not be weird. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. So basically, you are pleading the fifth. Got it. So it might be a lesbian thing. <laughs> Could be. The- Number four. My wildest fantasy would be anything rough, tied up, maybe a break in role play. I've had this fantasy probably since I was about 18. I've always been really, really sexual person and that and thought that and the thought of the force and being with someone that's just as sexual as myself is such a turn on. I'm definitely more of a submissive gal, so I think it I think it tunes into that as well. It's not really something I can whip out on the first date. I mean, I feel you, girl. Like, you cannot be doing that. Yeah, whip it out. <laughs> I feel it might intimidate quite a few men. I'm hoping whoever I end up with in the long run will be able to handle my fantasies. I think my ideal scenario would involve tying up toys, tying up toys and lots and lots of dirty talk. I think engaging your brain in sex with Dirty Talk is something that's so underrated and incredibly sexy. Jessica, 22. So how do you feel about Dirty Talk? Um, it depends for me. I'm not good at it, if I'm going to be, like, totally honest. Like, in the moment, it's hard to be, like, like, even right now, like, trying to think about it, like. Yes. Yummy (laughs) cock. Yummy, yummy. Yeah, like, I'm not, and I'll be honest, like, I am probably not the best dirty talker you know um and yeah like I probably should like read some books and get better at it but I also like think that like for me it's not my thing I guess also like dirty talk doesn't I don't need dirty I need other things and it's dirty talk is not one of them so that could be a part of it as well but like I'll be the first to say like that's not my number one but hey whatever gets you off I mean I have to be in the mood for it, but I had to quote Sex in the City again because Samantha always comes to my mind. I can't help myself. Baby talk from a man. Oh no. Yes. You want that? Oh no. Oh, oh no, that. I would die. I would run. No, no, no. So that's what happened. So they were experimenting with these fake. I know the episode. I know exactly what you're talking. I remember seeing that episode. So she took him home, threw the nipples off, and it was like, does your Wimby, wimby, wanna no. kiss it for my no. And no. she was like, Bleh! like literally. If you're gonna dirty talk me, I need you to be like, am I gonna? I, I don't know. Like, is Daddy fucking you real good or something? I don't yeah. know. But like, not that. That would not be it. Like uh, something arf. about like my big dick, not your little fucking like. No, I would die. I would die. Oh god. So yeah, I just I feel sick even thinking about it. Okay. Number five, so, do it. Number five. I think my fantasies have been hugely informed by fictional depictions of sex and books, TV and movies. That's lots all of, of us. Scenari- <laughs> lots of scenarios play out in public places. 
back hallways, libraries tucked in a corner up against a wall or in a stranger's house, which is funny because my real sex life, monogamous, energetic, but fairly vanilla, is pretty much confined to my own bedroom and occasionally the living room couch. Usually I'm fantasizing about sex with a stranger or two strangers, usually a man, sometimes a hetero couple. The details of the narrative are typically vague, but I'm always imagining that there's something illicit about the situation, like a forbidden romance in a professional or academic setting. To that last point, I've harbored an intense intellectual and physical slash emotional crush on an older married college professor for years now and often return to that in my fantasies. That one common thread <laughs> running through my various go-to scenarios is that the person I'm messing around with is super into me, super attracted to my body and me as a person, can't keep his hands off me, etc. That's by far the most important part of any storyline that I get off to, Brittany27. All right. First of all, if you want to share, what is the craziest place you've ever had sex? If there is one. Um, I don't think I've had. Oh. Oh. Um, a hallway outside of a doctor's office. Wow. Was it after <laughs> or before you got checked out? <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. It was like one of those office buildings, like in, um a very commercialized area so you know how they have like doctor's offices and high-rises yeah interesting you're not you're not going to share yours oh my craziest place would be in the woods one time this was like years ago though like years ago thank god you didn't get ticks yeah i I, who knows what i got that day um Uh, next, I was going to ask you another question, but it totally slipped my mind. Thanks to the No, I, I already ahead. know what it is. What is it? Because I forgot. Well, I wanted to ask you, like, I understand the whole old professor, like, teacher, boss type of thing. Like, have mm-hmm. you ever been attracted to one or the other? Professor, no. I can't think of any professor that I was ever, like, had the hats for. Boss? I've never had, like, the, like, hot hots like not to this degree where like i was having fantasies about the the boss or anything like that but i thought that bosses like i've had bosses you know and you we've had conversations like oh he's probably got a big dick or like whatever you know but not to the degree where like i was fantasizing over them specifically not saying that i don't have fantasies but not that i can think of like about a specific boss and definitely not a teacher professor personally you i mean my teachers and professors were all, like, disgusting. I had mostly women <laughs> teachers that I can think of. Mostly women. And then, like, the few men that I had, like, like you said, like, I remember my science teacher in, like, 11th grade. He was gross. Like, I wouldn't do him ever. I like, barf. You know what I mean? They had. And so, yeah, like, I can't think of, I literally can't think of one teacher or professor that I've had that I'm like, oh, my God, he's so dreamy. Like, I don't think I ever had one. You know what I mean? I had this guy and I didn't know that it was inappropriate at the age. I think I was in 11th grade, junior year. And he would always be like overly attentive to me. Mm. And he'd be like, oh, are you cold? And he one day gave me me his jacket. Mm. And I wore it because I'm always fucking cold. And I didn't know little 17-year-old me myself that that's like fucking gross and and disgusting. And everybody was like talking about me. Like somebody wrote Terry loves dick on the bathroom wall. And I I was just fucking cold. 
And like, this is a grown ass man. So definitely wasn't a fantasy. It was more like a, um, I don't know. I watched too much Dateline Lifetime for this shit. Yeah. Like I never, like I said, I can't recall a single one that I was like, I ever had the hots for. Like I said, have I thought some bosses and things. Yeah. But like, not to the point like this, but anyways, moving on. Cause I have a lot of other things I want to talk about. Number six, my biggest fantasy is going to a house party with my husband, but spotting a girl that I'm really into. I'm by and my husband is super supportive. I would go talk to her for a while. And after a few drinks and getting a little tipsy, we would move to an empty room and start hooking up. Ideally, she'd be inexperienced with other women, but always wanted to try. So I would sort of help her and show her what to do. And my husband isn't really involved. I mean, I kind of feel like that's just like a regular fantasy of like normal shit for Anna 24. I think you got married pretty young to be 24 and have a husband, but hey. I think it's kind of um, like cuckolding. Yeah. Like you want to embarrass your man and not let him be a part of it. Yeah. Are you down for that? Um, with current Bay? Just, I mean, I guess, yeah. That's the only reference. With, <laughs> I would just say, like, in general. But uh, with, cur- with current Bay, I wouldn't be allowed to do anything. Yeah, yeah, he'd a popo. Cur- current Bay would be the popo, like, peeking in through the blinds. Yeah, he'd a popo. You're right. Yeah, you're like, right. like, he'd be staring from the other side of the room. Like, maybe we'd see a dick. I don't know. I'd I'm be like, dead. ah! I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah, Popo wouldn't let anything happen. He'd have to be escorted away. Dead. All right. In terms of my wildest fantasy, I guess I get off on the idea of being very unlike myself. I'm a feminist and very independent, but for some reason, the idea of having several men fuck me at the same time and sharing me drives me wild. It's not quite a MMF. Man, what's an MNF? Man, man, female, threesome, fantasy. Oh, yes. I don't even know if that's true. I'm just guessing. More like, more I'll like let a us few, know. <laughs> more like a few dudes focusing on dominating me. Somewhere semi-exposed, like an apartment with a wall of windows would be the ideal setting. They wouldn't interact with each other, but they also wouldn't care about my pleasure. Yeah. So I could get down. I like the wall of windows. Like if you were like in a high rise and like, you know, like in Chicago or like where they have those beautiful high rise with like a wall of window and like having sex and not knowing who could possibly see you. I'm done with that part. I don't person, I'm not hating if you do, you don't. I don't want like a bunch of dicks inside of me. Like I personally don't. Like one is, if it's one good one, I'm good kind of thing, you know? Um, and I definitely don't, I would not want, like multiple dicks like in different parts of my body at the same time like I don't know if I can do that now. like and like again I am not hating but like I don't want my ass plugged my vagina and my mouth plugged like all like that's just like a lot it's like you're like skipping to the one I saved for last because I didn't want my family to listen to it sorry family moving yeah, on yeah we're number we're not even there yet Jesus. I'm sorry, but that's what that made me think of because I'm like What's a sriracha? I was literally just gonna ask you. So my boy number eight is my boyfriend got me a pair of srirachas, which I've never heard of. They're yoga pants with a hidden opening in the crotch. Those yoga people are freaks, I tell you. I can wear them anywhere and no one notices that my vagina is getting a full-on breeze. And I just added that last part. (laughs) I can wear them anywhere. But when you want to get it in, wait, but when we want to get it on, I'm sorry, I can leave them on. No surprise, our sex life has gone from hot to sizzling. 
But I have a problem. I am a hot, hot, hot for my yoga coach, and I suspect he's into me. I have this fantasy of staying after class and showing him how sexy my yoga pants were. I mean, that could be kind of hot. Yeah. Because, like, I just, you have, like, a whole, like, but then again, like, don't y'all be doing them positions where, like, aren't they going to see the hole? Not yeah, in the tree position, I, but, like, I don't know if their ass is pointed right up and, like, you ain't going to see, like, some lips hanging out. I did hot yoga for a couple years, like, religiously. Me and my mom did it, and then when I moved to Jacksonville Beach, I was doing it. I was going in the morning, and, I like, I was into it, y'all, and I, I queefed. I queefed in this Oof. class, Oof. okay? Oof. I queefed. Like, it was so embarrassing, but everybody was just so at peace. I don't know if they knew, but they just didn't care. They but, knew they just didn't want to embarrass you, bitch. They, like, you do the crab walk in there. So I can't imagine that somebody had crotchless fucking yoga pants on and their entire, like, labia was out. Like, that I can't. Get First of I, all, we need to look up sriracha's. If I assume that's a thing. I've never heard it. First of all, I'm not into yoga. I've never heard of them. I've heard of crotches like uh, Spanx and shit like that, but not yoga pants that you're wearing down like the street. Hell yeah! You'd be doing a crab walk in this bitch. Like you'd be like that's what I'm saying. Like I know enough about yoga. Like how did not see your lips hanging out? I have to look that one up. I don't sure do. All right, number nine. Do us in. My hottest sexual fantasy would be riding in a fast car on a desert road with my man. We pull over to the side, I climb in the driver's seat, and make love while the sun sets. I thought this one would be better if she was riding in the car with her man on a dirt road going really fast and then just, like, mounted him while he was still (laughs) driving fast. Like, the fact that you're pulling over for sunsets makes it just, like, a fucking lovemaking session. Are you trying to get in a car accident? Well, it's a dirt road. What are you going to hit? A cactus? A, a, a fucking tree, bitch. <laughs> no, like, I picture, well, see, I picture, like, an open desert with nothing but sand in the sun. And, like, it's just open, open land, so there's nothing to hit. They might hit, like, a dust mound. Whatever. You put the bitch in neutral, but it's still moving, and then you ride that dick, and then that would be hot. But, like, the pulling over part, I mean, that's boring. You can pull boring. over inside of 95 and do that shit. So I'm glad this one landed on you. I was this just going to say, why did you leave the last you... one for me? <laughs> yeah, I moved this one from the first to the last because I didn't want to be the one to do it. You know, that explains how Terry and I work. I obviously, I created this outline, so I made the hottest one first. She moved it all the way to the end. So I think that just kind of speaks of our personalities. But hey, I'll, I'll read it. I have no shame. So lastly, number 10, my wildest sexual fantasy is being spit roasted penetrated both orally and anally vaginally at the same time with multiple partners by two Ah! by two trans girls in a public place i'm both an exhibitionist and a voyeur so i've always been turned on by the idea of people watching me submit and i'm a trans lesbian so of course it has to be a damn near shameful sinful encounter encounter it could be in the park at applebee's for all i give a shit Hazel, 20. All right. Let me, I got to break this one down because I was reading it, but it's different. So I'm, I'm still confused. Penetrated both orally, vaginally with multiple partners by two other trans girls. So trans girls would be guys that became women. Women. Okay. In public. I, I just had to break it down. And then she is a trans lesbian. So that means she was a man that became a woman who is now a lesbian. I hope I got that right. I don't know. 
I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, I'm down with it. I, not really. I, 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 I can't. Apple I don't think I could do the. Like I said, I, hey. I personally, and maybe this will make me a nerd, but like, and I, I've never experienced it, so I also don't know. They lost me at Applebee's. I'm dead. I just don't know if I would enjoy all that. Like, that's just a lot of stimulation at once. Like, a lot. Yeah, no. All right, guys. Great, great for anybody who wants to get spit roasted. I learned a new term today. Let's get into celebrity gossip. I was just going to say, guys, so that is going to wrap up uh, fantasies for this week. Um, We need to talk about this was the weekend, okay? Sunday was lit AF. We had Real Housewives of Atlanta premiere, and we had Real Housewives of Potomac finale. I know you watch both, girl. I'm going to just kick us right off with Atlanta. First of all, can we give Marlo Hampson a fucking peach already? She needs a peach. <laughs> because she had me dying laughing from the second she came on the screen. Uh, she started with Miss Portia, who I want to give her all the praise in the world with everything she's doing with the Black Lives Matters movement. Um, But it was just so funny when she sat down and they were kind of catching up. They're in the middle of the pandemic is kind of where the season picks up, I would say. So everybody is social distancing. They haven't seen each other. Cynthia's been stuck in LA. Candy has had the opportunity to kind of stay home and be with her kids more, which is a good thing for her. And that's kind of where it picks up. Like everybody's in the, in kind of like where we are at now in the thick of the pandemic but fucking marlo shows up there at cynthia's house cynthia creates like an outside setting uh so they could sit outside breathe clean air social distance blah 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 and right away she's first thing she does when she walks in she has a she pulls out a thermometer from her purse and she's zapping everybody's forehead because she's like i can't be coming here y'all got temperatures and shit Uh so she made sure everybody's you know uh temperature was on point then the fucking bitch that's why i was dying she sits down and she literally breaks out a tape measurer and is making sure that they are all six feet apart (laughs) i was dying and then proceeds to one ask how portia luther king is doing because apparently portia is the new martin luther king which again i give all my praise i'm not it's not a dig at portia i am so proud of her but it was just so funny the way she said it um Otherwise than that, there wasn't a lot. It was the first episode, and like I said, it's very pandemic-related, and everybody's apart right now, so there was no, like, together drama. We didn't even meet the new housewife, Drew, um, so she wasn't even on the first episode, so we know nothing about her yet. It looks like Cynthia is going to be the one to introduce her as a friend, which who knew Cynthia okay. as a friend, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> Just saying. Um the only thing I really was annoyed with in this first episode, and not annoyed, like, it wasn't, like, a big deal, but, like... Cynthia! Yeah, Cynthia with this wedding drama, and obviously we already know the wedding happened, they got married, whatever, but, like, I just did not like her little behavior of, like, oh, I need him, like, you're a grown-ass 50-something-year-old woman. She kept There's saying... There's a pandemic. She kept saying, this is what I deserve. This is what I deserve. I know! And her man is like, yeah, you do deserve it, but, like, Life fucking happens, bitch, basically. Correct. And you are 50-something. Like, good God. And I know that your first wedding, yes, you have all the drama with your money. That's not our fault. And that's nobody's fault. But I just didn't, she just came off. It, just, it was not a good look for Miss Cynthia Bailey, who normally yeah. is very, like, the piece of all, you know? And I love Cynthia. And I don't like her any less or anything like that. But I was just like, girl, 
there is a pandemic going on right now and you bitching about this damn wedding. So whatever. Again, I don't want to dive too deep into Housewives of Atlanta only because it was the first episode. It's the, you could tell it's the beginning of the pandemic where it's very early on. So, so there's not any drama or anything to report back. I am excited that the season is here. It's on. I'm ready. But we need to talk well, about. Let's talk about Portia. Oh, Portia is, Portia's doing the damn thing. Okay, this is the woman who at one point didn't know that the Underground Railroad was not an actual railroad with someone driving it and is now literally at the forefront of this Black Lives Matter. Went to jail. Went to jail. She is flying out to different states to protest in Breonna Taylor's Breonna Taylor's uh, situation, as far as I'm sure everybody who is listening is well aware of what happened with that situation with her unjust killing. And yes, I am so proud of Portia. I mean, that is what a platform is about right there. What she is doing is what everybody with a platform should do. Where she is, yes, she has her sheets and her hairline and all her dish nation and so many other great things, but she has decided to take this platform and go out and make her voice heard, which I think is amazing and deserves all the praise in the world. And God bless her because those are the kind of people we need in this world today to go out and march and do the things that she's doing. So yes, I am so proud of her. Torture has come a long way. She has, but I, I remember telling you right when like this podcast first started, not to say I told you so and no way, but like, I was always like, she's so, she seems so genuine to me in the way that she hurts. No, I remember when we started this podcast, I hadn't even watched Atlanta yet. I had just started. I didn't get on the Housewives kick till earlier this year. And I'll be the first to admit it. And now I'm like a Housewives lover. Okay. So I remember telling you, I wasn't even a really big fan of hers like season one because she was married to Cordell then and she's yeah. so submissive and like just like bow down and I am not a bow down kind of woman so the first like season or two seasons I didn't like her I was like girl who is this motherfucker you know telling you when to eat shit and breathe kind of thing and then they got divorced and she really broke out of her shell then and became yeah the sure that I think we see today and who she is and no yeah I love her and I eat all my words because I, I admit it I was not a fan in the beginning and now I look at her and she has grown so much and just like I said she is using the platform for what a platform should be used for when it's getting yeah. to the way it has so all props There's to her always, always something genuine about her oh like, for sure in her eyes like when she hurts it was like I wanted to cry and it's like it's not like nobody else has been cheated on when they were pregnant. It was just like holy shit, she is really putting her life out there. I agree. And- I agree, hundred percent. I root for her. I am proud of her. I am proud of her being a beautiful black queen woman. Yeah. I mean, good for her. I'm. I, I. I wish her nothing but the best. I support her in everything that she is doing right now. I think, like I said, that is what a platform. That is how I believe a platform should be used so i want to get portia tattooed on my ass all right now you took it to the next level uh (laughs) moving right along real housewives of potomac finale this one was a banger oh yeah the whole episode they should have just called it michael darby and his drama because that's literally what the entire episode was about um i'm gonna let you go first go go ahead i want to hear what you got to say okay it was also about so Michael Darby and Juan 
what bothered me is I've always been one to believe that there's smoke, there's fire, right? Yeah. Him and Juan, they have something going on. They have a secret that they're not sharing. I am a hundred percent sure because, you know, my boy, my man, Juan's not just being friendly. That's not that friendly of a motherfucker. I think this, and we spoke about this earlier off recording, so I'll repeat what I said to you earlier. I think this, the vibe that I got as far as Michael Darby and Juan goes is I definitely think that they have had like guy time together where they're probably getting bitches, looking at bitches, who knows, going to the strip club, going to the back room. Yeah, going to the back room with the strip club. So I don't put, I don't doubt that. I don't think Juan is gay. I think Michael Darby is gay. And he's like what you would call on the down low. And that's what I do not like about him. I have no problem with gay people. I have a he's not with- on the down low, though. I think he's flamboyant. You think? I think he tries Michael to Darby? play. Well, well, no, he is flamboyant. But I think he tries to play, though. If you Okay, if you watch, like I said to you earlier, off recording, the one scene that really like just like sealed the deal for me was when they were production had kind of taken him to the back room because he was like tripping on Chris, which we'll get yeah. into that in a minute. But when he acted so dramatic because production was pushing him not, and they weren't even really touching him. He's like, don't touch me. That's so disgusting. Blah, blah, blah. I took that as him trying to go back to a season ago of when right. he was accused of touching the man or whomever the, the person was and just the way he acted it was just so fucking extra but he didn't want to be accused again that's how i saw it that's how you saw it okay what if what if it was exaggerated back then and then he wants to make sure yeah he was drunk and acted like a belligerent asshole what if he's like whoa you know okay but i still go back to that's another side of it okay but i also go back to him walking around on first of all the whole situation was weird, okay? he They're at a party for Robin and Juan's holiday party, which, okay, let's talk about that. Why is Robin throwing parties she can't afford, number one, okay? But that's a whole other podcast. But they're at a party for uh, Robin and Juan's holiday party, yet him and Ashley are literally on total opposite ends of the room. And I am not saying, because I know me and Ricardo, when we go to things or we have people over, like, I am not the kind of wife, I don't stick up my man's ass. Like, we literally sometimes have had people over, we don't talk all night. So I get that part of it. But at the same time, these are her friends. So I feel like he's just walking around and basically flirting with every man he can get in contact with. So the whole situation to me was weird. Like, he's telling all these men how good they look, blah, blah, blah. Like, and again, I don't care if you're gay or not gay. I just don't like, I don't like when men try to play that, like, I'm straight, but they're on the down low kind of thing because I don't play that shit. You pick a team over here. Um, and that's the vibe I get from Michael Darby. And it's a vibe. And I have a lot of opinions about Michael Darby, but it's also the editing. Like, literally. I agree. I agree. Is, editing is, listen, I edit this podcast. So if, if like, I get it. So if somebody is walking around, like, I don't think it's that out of the ordinary for somebody to say, hey, looking good, man. But they're going to make it look that way for TV entertainment. So I do feel like that Michael Darby is, in that way, a victim of that when I watched it. But he was a drunk, belligerent fucking asshole. But Maybe I'll have to rewatch it in those kind of eyes. Because, yes, I get, I definitely, then I am the one that feeds into the editing. 
and I, maybe I'm guilty of it because I see him walk around and he's like, oh man, you look good and blah, blah. I'm pretty much. When I watched it twice, that's when I had a different opinion. I haven't watched it twice. I only watch it on Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, but he knows something about Juan that he's not telling anybody. I'm telling you, I think it's what I said. I think that they have had, because even when Juan got engaged, which, you know, the means of him being so disappointed, um, he did say to Juan, and it's like, you could tell where it's like production picking up on sound, but there's no video of it, where he says, you know, we got to celebrate with no fucking cameras, blah, blah, blah. Why do I think he says it that way? Because boys will be boys. When no one's watching, I think, like I said, do I think that they, whether they go to the club, the strip club, wherever, and they're picking up ladies and like I said, you know, we've been in strip clubs together. You go to the back room and you, whatever. And that's the vibe I got from that specific thing. I don't I think, think they suck. Juan's I don't think gay. they suck each other off. Yeah, I, was I, saying, think, I don't think Juan's gay. I, I think, think Michael Juan's knows Juan. Be getting side pussy. But I yeah. think Robin knows that too. Probably. To each his own. But I don't. Okay, so to Karen. Queen Karen, who yes. I never thought would be my favorite. I agree, because, again, I have not watched Housewives for near nowhere near as long as you. I mean, I'm literally under a year, and I'm deep in because I've watched them all. Thank you, quarantine and COVID. But when I first started watching Potomac, which was not that long ago, I was not a huge Karen fan. She kind of, like, annoyed me. And this season, she totally grew on me. Oh, yeah. Because she's... She is one that's going to be consistent no matter what. I don't she think is she, who she is. She's like, oh, if I get fired because I'm boring, that's fine. But she's not making up a storyline. Giselle. I is oh, God. Being, barf. Barf. Yeah. I, barf. I can't. Like, first of the all, way- I'm getting to the point because I was telling Terry earlier, guys, if you guys want to get real comedy in your life, and Terry, okay, so this is how it goes like in behind the scenes and Girl Why podcast. We both handle Instagram and Facebook. Terry pretty much does most of our Twitter. And the reason is, I'm 30. Terry is, how old are you again? 28? 28. Yeah. So we're about the same age, but Terry is a little more into Twitter than I am. So right away, I was like, girl, you take Twitter. Um, I barely know how to post on Twitter. However, if you want to get some good, like, comedic time in your life, if there's a show that you like, for me, it's Housewives on the day your show is on, go to Twitter and like, for example, hit hash, you know, type in hashtag uh, Real Housewives of Potomac. The memes and the shit that you get is priceless. So what I was going to say- You is, will kiki all fucking night long. Oh no, you'll be dying between what like, you're watching on TV. You gotta go live with it when it's like literally in real time happening, like watching it and on Twitter. Because these people are ruthless, number one. Oh my God. Memes and just like the shit talking. But yes, Giselle, with her plastic accessories that look like they came from mm. fucking Claire's. I don't understand what was around her neck. Oh my God. And I don't, I don't want to know. I don't know. Oh my God. Like, she probably paid like fucking $2,000 for that. No. What was that? I don't know. It looked that like a so fuck- ugly. It looked like something that she pulled off of like a shower ring, what you hang your shower curtain with and you're like fucking- You're so right. The cheap yeah. dollar uh, ring. Yes, you're so right. Um, and like just- let it open and put it around her neck. It was awful. It's so, horrible. And you saw the preview for the reunion, which I... Oh, no. The reunion is going to be so fucking lit. I cannot I can't. wait. I... Okay. But Karen was like, you have no style. You're like... No, no, what no. Is she? Panty dropper, panty soaker, 
and he's not even my type. But when Chris in the in the clip tells Monique, "Let me handle this, Monique. You like beat whatever the fuck." He, oh my god, I was like, "Yes, Chris, yes." And he is not even my type, but he looks so fucking. Hot. I love a man that takes charge. Like I love. And a this man, is man. this is Bama. This is Bama. This boy. is Bama boy. Okay, and I'm. I am a sucker for a, like, take charge kind of man. Like, I don't like a weak-ass man. Like, I like a man who puts his balls on the table and then backs him up kind of thing. And that's exactly what he's doing in that moment. And I cannot fucking wait. I'm going to be there with my popcorn, eating all that shit up. I'm so excited. Taking it all in. Because that shit, Monique has a fucking, literally, like, the binder that I keep all my important papers in type of shit of receipts that she is bringing to this show. It like it looks like the binder that I have for like my birth certificate, my deed to my house, my car title. Like it is literally if everybody fucking can see fat. It, I would literally I'll show you above me my binder of like you said exactly like my social security, my birth certificate, like my important like life, like my, what I tell Ricardo if there's a fire, that's the one thing that we're grabbing is that because it's like all of our important things or whatever. That's what she's bringing to the reunion, and I cannot fucking wait. I am I'm excited. For it. I'm pumped. Because the one thing we haven't talked about yet is Candace. We've talked about her all fucking season. What else are we going to say? She cried on this one. She cried on every episode. There have been 18 episodes this season. She has cried on every single one of them, number one. She's played victim every single time. And yes, get into what, what get into her this for this episode. Because yes, it, it just shows everything that we've already known this entire season. Okay. I want to get into her ass because... We, from the beginning, have said, if you're going to talk shit, be prepared to get hit. Yes, ma'am. Your mommy and daddy should have told you when you were a baby, if you don't want to get your fucking nose broke or your face bashed in or your hair dragged, that you shut the fuck up. Amen. And she has proved herself multiple times that she cannot be quiet. So, in addition to already getting dragged and then, you know posting post-it notes about, you know, oh, I'm going to be okay. Peace be with me. Shut Mm -hmm. the fuck up. She continues to talk shit to a grown-ass man, Michael Darby. How the fuck do you think or do you not know that Michael Darby would not slap you right in your fucking face? Rip your wig off, knock you the fuck out. How do you know that? So it's, 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 it's sad. The role she chose to play this season, in my opinion. She looks like a hypocritical, like, just an asshole. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, if you don't want to get your ass beat, you got to either talk about it or be about it. I don't want to get my face dragged. So I don't talk the way that she talks. I don't well, go and, out and, like, it's insane. And like you said. And I'm not going to tell a grown-ass man to hit me because I don't know if that grown-ass man is going to hit gonna me or not. whoop that ass. Correct. Correct. You don't know. going to say is her constantly antagonizing people with what you're gonna do and hit me and that you're gonna oh, you won't you drag me? saw that you got hit and dragged why are you gonna keep testing you won't drag me? because again and i've said it i'm probably 10 episodes now of our last 10 episodes like ashley said and i do agree with her on this you poke a bear enough the bear's gonna fucking bite your ass okay and that goes for anybody man woman woman man however you want to look at it I don't agree with physical violence or anything like that. And that is not what we're promoting. However, you also have to know that you fucking poke someone enough, whether it's a man or a woman, they're going to whoop that ass eventually. And I'm sorry, then who's wrong? And eventually, you know what I mean? People are going to have enough. 
She's a mom of like three kids. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've supported her this whole time. I don't care. You oh, want to get dragged, get, get dragged. Because I already knew what we were dealing with, uh, Candace. And if anything, to me, she has the entire season proven exactly everything that I have thought. Entitled, privilege. You Correct. think that nobody's going to fucking touch you and that you can antagonize and belittle and fucking just talk shit. Like, you could just keep going. Yep. Eventually, someone's going to fucking hurt your ass. And then she showed she did not learn her lesson with Michael Darby. You don't know Michael Darby. What if he was a fucking psycho? What Michael if he's Darby? a woman beater? You don't know. Yeah. What if he you just knocked, what if he just fucking knocked your ass out and broke your Chris face? Chris ain't going to do shit. Okay? Yeah. When he's looking backwards like he's something. Yeah. I. Oh, did you touch me? Oh, my I didn't, God. Like, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't like Chris in this episode mm-hmm. either. Normally he checks his woman and I do think it was disrespectful. He does it, he my- does it. Like Chris is not my kind of man because I could walk all no. over Chris 10 times over. He'll tell her like, be quiet, be quiet. But he doesn't really like, if he really checked his woman, we would have we would have been done talking about this. There yeah. was 18 episodes by episode seven. Okay. Right. Like, I'm like, sorry, but this it's is- It's ridiculous. Scary. We're done. Correct. And like I said to you prior to recording, and I'll say it again because I ain't got no shame. I pray to God that if they're going to fire anybody from Potomac, let it be Candace and keep Monique. Yeah. Because I, I cannot stand Candace. She gets on my damn nerves. Um, and I can deal with both of them if they're going to bring them both back. But don't bring back Candace and drop Monique. God, bye. Bye. I know. And that would be like what happened with Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm going to segue into this because Help this me. has become an unwatchable show. That is if one you, that I have not gotten into. So this is your segment, which is totally fine. Um, tell me what's going on. And I don't, you, I haven't gotten into it. So I, I guess I should it, y'all. You won't be able to get into it because it is not what it used to be. It used to be entertaining. It used to be fun to watch. They fired Vicky and they fired Tamara Judge last season. Okay. So who we had on the show, we had David Yontef. So he actually had an interview or a two-parter with Tamara about how she got let go from the season. Basically, they let her go because of her age. She's in her 50s now. And because she didn't have enough drama to bring to the show. But they have, it made sense, but the show is garbage now. The storyline is all about um, Bronwyn. And I am in no way talking shit about the LGBT community at all. Mm -hmm. Bronwyn has seven kids. With the same That's husband. the one who became a lesbian, right? And they're still married or something. I only know this because I watch Wendy Williams, so I don't know the ins and outs, but I do know who you're talking about only because I've seen it on Hot Topics. So go on. Right. So her husband, I don't know. He honestly has always given me gay vibes. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But she's sober on the show, and then she renewed her vows, which on the Real Housewives of Orange County is like a fucking death sentence. Like anyone who renews their vows is divorced in like two fucking weeks. It's over. And she is now like a pronounced first uh, lesbian housewife in the history of housewives. Okay. With her seven kids and her husband. I don't know She's how to feel about it. Right? I don't know. If- I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, and don't quote me on this, y'all, 
but they're not get, they're just separated like from what i understood on because i remember literally i know exactly what you're talking about only because i've watched it on hot topics they're separated and at least as of right now they're not gonna move forward with a divorce but yeah she's got a full-blown lesbian relationship going on with the seven like the whole thing right so everybody is um applauding her you know pride pride everything my opinion is i gotta see this one through like i'm not complete i'm not trying to call anybody a liar it just seems a little odd well i it sounds like it's lesbiotic for the season. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that for sure because I don't know. But Kelly Dodd is, you know, coming at her really hard on Twitter. It's it's making it an impossible season to watch is like the most popular tweet that I've been seeing. Like, I can't even fucking watch this. It's all about Bronwyn's alcoholism or seven kids and the fact you know, now I know she's gay. Like she's leaving her. Ma- it's just, it's weird. And I know Tamara and Vicky are probably like whooping it up, as Vicky would say, whoop whooping it up because <laughs> the the show could not last without them. I guess they're fucking right because it's unwatchable now. So Salt Lake City. I was just gonna say because uh, I love you, beautiful girl, but we are cutting it very close, probably a little over an hour. So sorry guys, but yes, let's talk Salt Lake City. Then you got weekly reviews and we out. All right. So Salt Lake City. I'm a little behind guys. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm watching, but I'm a little bit behind because I started the Dallas shit and it's got me caught up, but go ahead. So I started with thinking that Meredith Mark's son, the little gay guy, Brooks, he's like 22, I believe was like an I said episode on- one, I didn't like him because um, he didn't know who Prince was. And yeah, was I thought he was like an angel on this earth. I thought he was fucking hilarious. I have changed my mind. <laughs> you don't know Purple Rain, like you don't know anything in life, but go on. Purple Rain. Correct. Yes, so she is friends with the very, very much obnoxious Jen Shaw. Yes. Which, which is fine, Jen's obnoxious, but like if your husband or if you have a mother, and he's like 21, 22, their daughter's away at college. You want your mom to have a friend, right? Especially because she's having marriage problems, yeah. Like, I mean, if I was going away to college, I would want my mom to have a fucking friend. Yeah. So they just, they basically just ripped, not Chloe, the daughter, but Brooks ripped this woman Jen Shaw to shreds on the episode and she couldn't have said she couldn't have said anything right like he walked down and just shredded her ass like she was like oh we're gonna go do high kicks or something like that's what we do when we have our sleepovers and I don't think it's weird that they have sleepovers like they're grown women with men that travel and for work like that's fine weird Whatever. I wish you would come over and have a sleepover with me. It's not weird. So I'm coming, girl. Don't worry. He was like, what are high kicks? And she's like, well, I'm wearing a skirt. Like, I can't, like, do it. But so she, like, pins her skirt, which, by the way, it's to her fucking knees. And, like, imitates, like, what a high kick is. And he's like, ew. I literally saw my mom's friend's vagina. It's probably the first vagina he's ever seen. 
I don't think he's ever seen one. I said it's like the back of his mom's. Right. So he just stared at her and then afterwards was like, I don't really approve of your friend coming over anymore. I don't think it's, I I don't think it's a good example for Chloe who's 18. And by the way, I've seen her Instagram. She knows what a vagina looks like. All right. Yeah. She has bikini photos I just don't approve of my mom like putting like her friend's vagina in my face. A barf. It was so bad. Like, I told you, fight. he was dead to me when he didn't know who Prince was. Yep. So that was my take on that. I couldn't really think of anything else. All right, guys. Well, we're nearing the end of this week's episode, which I actually had a lot of fun today. So, do you have some reviews for us? I sure do. I would hope so because that is the most important job for Girl White Podcast. Okay. This is a review of Kleenex Facial Tissue. Oh, Lord. The, t- the title is A Mother's Struggle. Oh. Five stars. I want to start this off by thanking Kleenex for selling these in 36 packs. <laughs> <laughs> I've been put on a subscription. And if they want to start selling a 72-pack, then sign me up. Yikes. I have three reasons for needing this much Kleenex, and their names are Liam, Sam, and Hank. This is how it goes in this house. First, the Kleenex disappears, then the toilet paper. Then they go for the fabrics, and you don't want it to get there, unless you're ready to invest in a five-gallon drum of Febreze. This used to be a good Christian home. But it's not about moral judgment anymore. I'm way beyond that because I'm in survival mode. I'm dead. If I don't supply absorbent paper products, I'm going to find my dish towels hidden in the basement, stiff as aluminum. The other day, I almost cut my hand on a sock. I'm sorry to speak so frankly, but with three teenage boys, a woman has to be practical. The funny part is they think they're being sneaky with their 45-minute showers and their sudden need for privacy, as if I'm going to walk in on them journaling. They slink around the house like unfixed cats while I try to announce my location at all times. I'm dead. Don't you just picture, hey, it's mom. It's mom. Boys are jerking off all over her fucking house. It's mom. (laughs) That's like real life die bet. No one needs to ask me to knock anymore because I knock on the walls. I'm dead. I'm with her. I'm with her. I practically wear a cowbell to walk through my own house. (laughs) I'm not looking to, I am really not looking to catch anyone by surprise. Believe me. I'm just trying to get through the days. The other day, my husband was watching me unload the groceries and he asked me in all sweetness and light, honey, what are you doing with all these Kleenexes? And I about knocked him out in the face. Poor, poor mom. Fucking kids are just jerking off all over her fucking house. <laughs> she, I ain't trying to sneak up on y'all. I might as well be a cow. Not knock on the wall. You know what, though? If I ever have boys, I'm going to be that kind of mom. Like, I don't want to see my hard 17-year-old kid jerking off, like, in the court. No, I'm going to be like her with the cowbells. Like, no. Like, and I'm nosy, but I ain't that fucking nosy. I'm with her. Oh, no. I'm glad them Kleenex are helping you out, girl, because no. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. All right, guys. Well, this was a really fun. I had a fun. Did you have fun? 
I had a blast. I did too, girl. I love doing this shit. I'm not going to ever stop podcasting, at least not anytime soon, because this is like my favorite thing to do. I literally look forward to this all week, every week. So as always, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode, along with all the other episodes that we have put out. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review. But if you hated it, walk the fuck away. Correct. If you're not already following us, you can find us on social media at girl underscore Y underscore podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Once again, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Um, Have a great week. Stay safe. Stay COVID free. I've been saying that for a while. Um, Be careful holiday shopping. Anything else you want to add there at the end, girl? That's it, baby. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.